Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is Katie McIntyre Wyatt, and we're going to be talking about her new documentary, Fly Like a Girl. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I I, I, I was so interested in this movie, because, well, for a number of reasons. Um, first, my father was a pilot and um and i always wanted to learn how to fly unfortunately i didn't but i have flown fr- I, I, I you know airplanes i have you know been friends have given me the controls to fly but i never actually went to school to learn how to fly and as a child we had our own play- airplane so um, i yeah so i wish i had learned when i was younger but i was too young to learn at that point so very exciting so i i thought this movie was fascinating and I want to know how you got attracted to this, to fly like a girl. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a long answer. So I'll give you the, That's the shorter all right. you version. Can, you can talk <laughs> as long as you'd like. <laughs> well, so it really goes back to um, I live in Central Florida, and we have this amazing aviation expo here every year called um, the Sun and Fun Aerospace Expo. And about 11 years ago, I was at the expo and I saw Patty Wagstaff fly. And it was the first time that I'd ever seen a, a female pilot do aerobatics before in my life. And I was just blown away by her. And so I came home and I had to research all about her. And it just kind of opened up this fascination with female pilots and um, even the history about women in aviation. I got books. I started reading articles, um, seeing the very few movies that were out there, you know, watching them. And at the same time, I was actually um, a public school teacher. And I, about six, seven years ago, I had a student in my class that it was a female student and she had, was really struggling with math. And she had mentioned to me that she felt like girls were not as good at math as boys were. And so that just really struck. Um, and I, I, I thought back to my growing up. And when I was in fifth grade, I had had a teacher. I struggled a lot with math. And I had a teacher that told me that some girls like me just couldn't do math. And I, in that moment, I just felt like how many other girls are getting the message that there's things that they can't do because they're a girl. And so mm. it kind of became a goal of mine to change that narrative of the girls in my classroom. Um, and also the boys, so that boys equally felt like girls could do what they set their minds to. Um, and so fast forward a couple years after that, I was able to leave. Um, I left teaching to do filmmaking full-time. I'd always been doing filmmaking on the nights and weekends, um, but was finally at the point in my career where I could do it more full-time. And so around that time, I just had this spark of interest in doing a, a documentary. I've always wanted to do documentaries. Um, and I just really felt like aviation was something that I was really intrigued by and specifically women in aviation. So that's kind of the beginning of it. And then I felt like it was a great way the film would be a great way to show girls, women doing things that sometimes are considered non-traditional that should not be non-traditional for women. And so it all kind of came together, the passion to show young girls that they can do things that are considered STEM things, you know, or, or things that are considered hard, that just because they're a girl doesn't mean that they can't do it. So it all came together and Fly Like a Girl was what came out of it. It's it's a wonderful documentary. I, I, I There was so much to it. And I love the archival footage of all the, we, of course, we all know 
about Amelia Earhart. But there right. were, there were, what was also interesting was that there were black women who were in aviation, you know, what, back in the twenties and thirties that nobody really knew about. And, um, and even, so talk a little bit about that because I thought that was really fascinating too because we didn't know about black yeah, women being is, in aviation. I'm really glad you brought that up because a lot of people can name Amelia Earhart. If you ask them who a female aviator is, a lot of people can name Amelia. Most people can name Amelia Earhart. Right. But that's sort of the limit of it. And when you start looking at the women that were involved in aviation, it goes so it goes as far back as the Wright brothers had a sister named Catherine that a lot of people don't even know about. Um, but especially the female aviators of color um, and the black women, there's a lot of, of stuff that we just don't know about them or that has not been shared yet. And so one of the women, Bessie Coleman, you know, she started flying in the early 20s and had to actually go to France to get her pilot's license because black women were not allowed to fly in the United States and they were not granted their pilot's license. Um, so she went to France to do that. Even um, not in the 40s during World War II, there was another woman, Willa Brown, who also... She she was a pilot and she was a flight instructor for some of the male pilots during the war. And she taught, um, some people have heard of the Tuskegee Airmen. She was one of their flight instructors. So there's a lot of women like Willa and Bessie that we're just not as aware of. I think some people are starting to learn a lot more and it's coming to the forefront and I'm grateful for that. But there's still a lot of women that their stories are waiting to be told. And there's there's a lot of women that we don't have a ton of information on either. The, a lot of the archives and stuff like that are um, sort of minimal on them. Um, so it's it's been it's been really interesting for me to learn more and to realize that women were actively involved in aviation from the very, very early days. It is it's fascinating because we don't we don't know about it. I mean, as you say, everybody knows Amelia Earhart. I think everybody learns about her in school. Um, but we don't know about the the other women aviators. And you've got some really interesting people. Well, Peggy Wags, Patty Wagstaff, you mentioned. Um, she's the National Aerobatic Champion. Tell, I mean, her story is really interesting and beautiful woman, just a, a, a stunning woman. Uh, as even when she was younger, but as she has grown older, she's um, just incredibly stunning, but just really um, very articulate. And what she does is just, again, not many men can do what she does, nonetheless, right. being a woman. So let's talk about her story a little bit. Yeah, Patty is was one of the, you know, was the spark for the film. And so I am a huge fan of hers. And she was one of our very first interviews. And we got to go to her. She has a aviation school in um, St. Augustine, Florida, where she does upset training and aerobatics training and all that. So we got to go to her hangar in St. Augustine and talk to her for several hours. And it was for me, it was one of the coolest experiences because it felt this person who had inspired me all those years before to find out more about women in aviation, getting to, and I had met her before, but getting to sit down and talk with her was just a dream come true. And so she is incredible. She's actually a three-time U.S. National Aerobatic Champion. She was the first woman to win it. And then she went on to win it two more times after that. So a total of three times. And she actually got started in aerobatics. She was um, out in Alaska. She had learned to fly when she was in Alaska because she had been in a plane with a pilot, uh, a male pilot who had actually, if if I remember this correctly, he had crash landed the plane. And so Patty thought, I can learn how to do this better. So she (laughs) took flight lessons, learned to fly. And then several years later, just found out about aerobatics and fell in love with it. And um, 
took lessons and the rest is history. I mean, she is one of the best aerobatic pilots out there. Still to this day, she's flying um, in air shows across the country and is just an incredible pilot, um, has great airmanship, and she's very inspiring and takes the time to really talk to especially to young um, men and women who are interested in flying. And it's, it's funny um, if you, you know, you saw the film. So Afton, who's the 11 year old in the film, Patty yes, I want to talk about her. She, she is her hero. So it was mm-hmm. really cool to bring those kind of two things together. And um, it's, it's just, Patty is, is an exceptional person and, it was definitely one of the highlights of my life to get to meet her and interview her. Oh, I can imagine. I can I only imagine. Yeah. Very fat. And, and it's, 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 she's fascinating. She's just absolutely yes. fascinating. Yeah, you brought up Afton. So let's talk about Afton because you start the film with her and uh, I, her story is just really, I think she's been reincarnated. She might be Amelia <laughs> Earhart reincarnated, but <laughs> yep. I do people believe people get, can, can be reincarnated if you believe in that. But um, you talk about it because it's a much, Maybe she's Amelia Earhart's soul, but let's talk about her. She is an old soul because I, when we, so we met Afton actually at the Sun and Fun Air um, Aerospace Expo. Oh gosh, it's been several years ago now, and it was on a whim. We were actually there filming for something completely different. And Matt, who is happens to be my husband, but is also the executive producer of the film and co-editor, he was filming, and he he saw this young woman on, I think she was on a simulator of some sort. And he started filming her, asked her mom, can we film her for this thing we're working on? And she said, of course. Well, they just started talking. And next thing you know, Matt was like, you have to meet this you have to meet Afton and her mom, Charmin. And so we met and talked and and I just was blown away by what Afton was already doing at that. I think she was 10 when we met her and she was already, you know, flying hours and was, you know, keeping track of her, her flight log book and all that stuff. And so we knew, you know, we were making fly like a girl already. We were already in production and, and we approached her parents and said, would you consider be, being in the film? Would you allow Afton to be in the film? And would you also... We asked her mom if she would be in the film as well. Um, and it just, she, it was just the coolest thing because Afton is, is exactly who you see in the movie is how she is in real life. And there was no prompting. We just sat and talked with her when we interviewed her and it, it, we just had fun. I mean, she, we did not have to say, could you go back and say that this way or do that? I mean, she just was so real and authentic and her parents are amazing. They are supporting her dream. They, neither of them come from an aviation background. Um, they're not super wealthy. So it was really really great to have her as part of the film to show that, you know, you can be from different backgrounds and get to aviation, that there's lots of different ways to do that. So she is just a one of a kind and incredible young woman. She's taking, um, she's getting, she's working on getting her uh, glider's license right now, which she can get at 14 when she's 14. So she is uh, working towards her solo on that. And I'm fairly confident that we will see a lot more from Afton in the aviation world in the future. Oh, I think so for sure. For definitely for sure. But what was really, I loved her mom. Um, yeah. We didn't, yeah. I didn't see, I don't, you didn't interview the dad. I don't remember. We didn't the interview dad. him. He, he is there. No. He's there at the end. Um, you know, at the end of the film, you see him briefly, but yeah, and yeah. We, we actually only interviewed women for the film. So, uh, <laughs> Good. but her dad is, her dad is amazing. Amazing. He, Joel is, he is awesome. So he's a lot of fun too. Well, I just, I just loved how they were so supportive of their daughter and every, 
everything they were doing. I mean, because that's what parents really should be doing rather than going, oh, this is a pipe dream. You'll never yeah. be able to do that. You're a girl, <laughs> whatever, you know, all the things. And, I, and and to go back to the math, I had trouble with math too. So I think that's one of those stereotypical things that we we get. But I just yeah. loved how, um, the obviously her parents, but her mom is the one who's interviewed in the film, were so incredibly supportive of her and her dream and helping to make this possible. I mean, her, you know, yeah. it's just, I mean, because this, this Afton is just so immersed and has been, I mean, from a very, very young age that she knew what she wanted to do. I think that's amazing. Yeah, at three years old. I mean, her mom, it's hilarious because they talk about how they would go to the toy store or they would be outside. And, you know, a lot of the other young girls would be playing with Barbies or dolls. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, you know, what you expect from uh, what society expects from girls. Afton was right. from that age insistent that planes were at that planes and Legos. And especially like her mom says in the movie, if it's Legos that are planes, it's even better. And so <laughs> she, it, I mean, it from a very early age, it was, she just knew that's what she wanted to do. And she has not looked back. And that is the case of some, you know, I, I think a lot of kids when we're younger, we want to be a million different things. I mean, I think at one point I probably was like every kid where I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe I could, you know, be something like a singer, even though I can't sing you know you go through all these different things mm-hmm, but not often mm-hmm. it from from the very beginning she knew she wanted to be a pilot and that was one of the reasons why we really wanted to include her in the film because i think that's so unique um for a young woman to really be that confident in something that again we see very few women doing and and know that she could do it and i think that really is a testament to her parents and the support that they've given her oh it definitely is a testament to her parents yeah definitely well also your it's what's interesting too is uh, your background as an educator and um and that you know that comes through to me and that's maybe why you want to do documentaries because documentaries are educational but also you know taking this young girl uh, for you know and watching her grow uh, that help with your background i'm sure that was just very uh synchronistic yes oh it totally it absolutely and i you hit the nail on the head i mean i to me it's just an extension of my teaching doing documentaries and getting to um you know educate people and inspire people mm-hmm. through the medium of film is something that i don't take for granted and i i feel very thankful that i get to do that um because i loved teaching so this really but i love film and this really mm-hmm. brings both of those things together it does it's an extension of that. Um, that's why I love um, the show is dedicated to documentaries and independent film. So, yeah. uh, and I love highlighting documentaries because they are, they're educational. We learn a lot from them, whether you agree with whatever point of view is there or not. If it's a political film, you know, documentary, which exactly. there are a lot of them out there right now, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of them or something like this, where we're just learning so much that we didn't know before. Um, and you interviewed some, uh, let's talk about um, Tammy Duckworth. We all know oh, yeah. most of us in America know who uh, United States Senator Tammy Duckworth is, but tell us a little bit about her, how you got her in this and and her story, because I'm not sure everybody's 100% sure of her story. So getting to meet Senator Duckworth and interview her was another dream come true. She is somebody that I have been following before she was a senator. I learned about her through Women in Aviation International when she was inducted into their Hall of Fame, and I just was so intrigued by her story and um the fact that she had was now going into politics and all that, it just was very fascinating to me. So when we started making Fly Like a Girl, she was not yet a senator. 
Um, and But I knew that she was somebody I was interested in interviewing. So she became a senator while we were in production. And I was not sure we would be able to even get an interview with her. But my producer said, it doesn't hurt to try. So we, we contacted her team and they were so gracious to agree to the interview. We So we flew up to Washington, D.C. and did the interview in her office there. And it was one of those moments where we were all very, very nervous because you only, you know, you only get so much time with, with a senator and she's very busy. She has important things to do. And so we, we kept saying, make sure you press record, make sure you press record. And uh, my brother, who was also one of the executive producers of the film and also did um, some of the camera work, he was up there with us. And he's one of those people that just, he always has something to say. He never meets a stranger. He's so friendly and extroverted. And when Senator Duckworth came in the room, he was silent. <laughs> so it was hilarious for me because he is always the person that has something to say and he just, he couldn't even talk. And so we kind of joked about how I, you know, I basically had to like lead the whole thing. And, and it was the only time in my life I've ever heard him without something to say. So it was a great opportunity. It, we just, it was a great day. We had so much fun meeting her and her story is just incredible. And so getting to hear that in person was an honor, a true honor. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Well, she's a pretty awesome woman and uh, she's doing a lot of wonderful things and will continue to do a lot of wonderful things. What an honor to be able to interview her. Yes. One of the stories in this film, which I found fascinating too, and and I, it's it's an it's about the woman, and I want to say it was in the fifties, mm-hmm. the housewife who tell us a little bit. Do you know who I'm talking about? Which one I'm talking well, about? Is it's it just, was it Jerry? Was it the archival footage of Jerry yes, Mock? Archi- but yes, yes, archival so Jer- footage. Yes, Jerry, yes. Mo- Jerry Mock. A lot of people don't realize she was the first one to actually fly all the way around the world and be able to complete the flight. The flight that you know we we all know. Amelia Earhart um, had made it, you know, almost all the way around, but unfortunately was lost, you know, somewhere over the Pacific. And so Jerry Mock actually ended up being the one to complete that flight. And um, I think the story goes, if I'm correct, that she she used to fly, sometimes she'd fly in a dress or heels. And so she kind of got the nickname, the high flying housewife. Uh, and she actually is a remarkable woman and inspired Shasta Ways, who is the woman who uh, you see in the film is the youngest woman to fly solo around the world in a single engine plane. She became an inspiration to Shasta. And so Jerry Mock's story definitely is one that that still continues to inspire women today. And, and she's amazing. Um, it's it, that it, she deserves her own documentary for sure. Oh, she does. She does definitely does. It, I mean, it's we don't know that name. I mean, not many people, unless you're really into aviation, would know her name. Um, and here she went and did, I mean, I loved it because she was, she was like in her high heels and she was <laughs> in her pretty dress. Yeah. She was flying. So it was interesting. As an educator, um, for you, was do, you did, you, you did the research. I'm assuming you had other people, but what was that like for you? I mean, was it like, you know, like you would find one little piece of footage? and then that leads you to another piece of footage. I mean, how long was your process of, of doing the research and on this and then it leads you down different roads that you hadn't expected? It's, it's funny because, you know, we, yes, we did do a lot of research in the beginning. Um, 
But I felt like we were continually researching it because I would go and interview these women and they would say, have you heard of so-and-so? And it just like, I mean, it. I still to this day, I'm learning about historical female aviators. And so it, it's, it never stops. It feels like, and there's so many stories out there and women that we, we don't even know about. And so I, I feel like it's an, it's still, even though the film's done, I still feel like I'm researching it in a lot of ways and, and just really fascinated by it. Um, but yeah, we early, and we got connected with the International Women's Air and Space Museum in Cleveland, um, which is a wonderful museum up there. And they, um, I think they're like one of the only museums in the whole world that's dedicated specific to women in aviation and, and space um, exploration. So they were really great in helping answer some questions for us. And, and they supplied us with some of the photos that you see in the film. Um, and so they were wonderful. And we also had visited the um, WASP Museum, the Women's Air Force Service Pilots. We went to their museum that's out in Sweetwater, Texas. And so got a chance to get a lot of background there, too, on their part of the story. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, this movie, it's just it's just a really interesting um fascinating you know educational it's got all of the you know and just and and just fun you know just fun too it's fun to to see all of this archival footage what where can people see this movie fly like a girl yes so it's available right now on um video on demand platforms. So Amazon, iTunes, um, there's a bunch of, you know, any major video on demand platform, they can rent it, they can own it. Uh, It is out there for them to see. Absolutely wonderful. Now, what's your next project? What what are you working on? Do you, I mean, did this movie spawn uh, another movie about aviation or are you working on something entirely different? So I definitely think that aviation is has not left me. There is another story there to be told. And I, I absolutely believe that there's another documentary there. Um, the next, we actually have two other documentaries right now that are in pre-production. Um, and they are about women, which I'm excited about because uh, I think that that's really one of the things I enjoy is telling the stories about women who people may not, or they may think they know them, but they don't know a lot about them. And so we are working on that. Um, and I'm, I can't go into a ton of specifics yet, but we're just, you, it, it's exciting. And I think a lot of people will be excited to learn more about these women and, and what they've done. I can't wait. I can't, can't wait. I'll have to have you back on the show to, once you, once you get that completed. Where, yeah. Where, where are you in your process? I mean, it's COVID, you know, yeah. hurt this process a little bit for you. It's, it's funny because, down. yeah, so we, we joke that we, um, we still have our, you know, our day job, our film company. We do a lot of um, commercial and um, uh, projects like that, but we also, we do a lot of original work too. So short films and documentaries, uh, but we, it, it kind of, for us, things slowed down, but it also gave us a chance to really spend some good quality time pre-producing these documentaries and some of our other original content. So we're working on some docu-series and things like that, that um, we just tried to make the best of it and and take that opportunity to really spend time researching and pre-producing. So although it has slowed us down a little bit, it hasn't stopped us. Good. Undaunted. Like the women in Fly Like a Girl. 
Our <laughs> unpleasure, Katie, having you on yes. the show. I wish you wish much you. success with Fly Thank Like a Girl. I, I absolutely tell everybody go go find seek out this movie. You'll you'll oh, really enjoy you. it. Especially if you love anything about flying and wonderful documentary. So I wish you much success. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun to get to talk with you. You too. You too. You can listen to The Jam Price Show whenever and wherever at thejampriceshow.com where all my shows are archived. You can also listen on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please like The Jam Price Show on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show. Thank you for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies. 